We are on Ksubis, Lamedalet, Omenalev 34A3 in the Arsuka Gemara on the very last line of the Gemara. And so the Gemara returns back to our discussion that we had last week. And we said that uh, according to Rish Lakish, there is an easy way to explain the contradiction of our Mishnah and the Mishnah Mako. So again, a quick review. Our Mishnah says that in a case uh, where uh, a person uh, either rapes or sedu- or has a relationship with a girl, a consensual relationship between, with a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, so there is a knas, there is a fine, and this includes somebody who is you're a relative, let's say, somebody where the punishment is... Uh, kares, or not just kares, but also uh, if they are warned properly, so then the punishment would also be lashes. And so in a case where a person does an action which the punishment is lashes and the fact that there's a knas, there's this fine, which is above and beyond just the regular uh, payment for, uh, for whatever loss and damage he caused, he has to pay this fine of 50 shekel. Our mission says he pays the fine. And yet, in the Mishnah Mako says in the very same case that there are lashes. How could there be both lashes and a fine? So that is something that the Gemara dealt with. And there was a whole back and forth. Uh, what does Ula hold? What does Rabbi Yochanan hold? In such cases where uh, where there, uh, the punishment is lashes and a fine. So Rish like you said that the author of our Mishnah is Rav Meir. Why? What does Rav Meir hold? Rav Meir holds that you receive both. That both, that you could have both. So both Mishnahs are correct. You could have lashes and you would have to pay the fine. Uh, so the Gemara asked, this is what we had earlier, then we're asked if this is the case. So then, what about Rav Meir? If this is Rav Meir, so then even in a case where uh, the punishment is not just lashes, but it's the death penalty, so then Rav Meir should be of the opinion that we receive both, that that person receives both the death penalty and lashes. That goes against the next Mishnah. The next Mishnah says that if a person has uh, uh, either rapes or has sexual relations with, all these cases are God forbid, and uh, we should never know of such things, uh, such situations, uh, but if a person who has sexual relations with his own daughter, uh, so then it leads to the death penalty and the fine, and the Mishnah says that the person only receives the death penalty and does not have to pay the fine. The question is why? Why not? According to Rav Meir, you should have to have both. So we went into a whole long tangent uh, where we said, well, does Rav Meir, maybe Rav Meir distinguishes between lashes and a fine versus uh, the death penalty and a fine. Maybe there's a difference between the two. We tried to bring a case. This is why we brought down the whole Brisa. We tried to bring a case where a person slaughters on Shabbos. So there's the death penalty and then there's the obligation to pay four and five, uh, four and five times the amount. We brought down that whole case. The Gemara originally wanted to reject it. The Gemara wanted to say, no, we can't prove from there. Uh, and we had a whole long explanation as to why we can't prove from there. The Gemara now returns to that original question and says, you know what? Rabba, Amar Rabba says, That whole b'risa really is a good proof. It's really a good proof that Rameira holds that in both cases, whether we're dealing with a case where a person receives lashes and has to pay the fine, or whether we're dealing with a case where uh, there's a death penalty and he has to pay a fine, in both cases, he would have to pay both. In both cases, he would have to pay both. Uh, 
Verb Mayer. Loke umishalim isle mesu mishalim lesle. Vishaini haini. Dechidish uchidish Torah beknas. Afal gav de mikdal mishalim. Basically, that Rav Meir, he sort of he sort of agrees that in a case he agrees in some cases in a case where there is a knas where it's a fine where it's not just a monetary obligation to pay for a loss to pay for a damage but there's above and beyond that there is a fine so then he agrees that even if it's the death an action causes the punishment of the death penalty and a fine that a person would have to pay both would have to get both punishments that's what the Torah is telling us this is a chiddush. This is a novelty of the Torah to tell you that both would apply. However, when it's just a loss, when it's not, when we're not dealing with a fine, so then Rav Meir will say, "Well, if we're dealing with lashes and a payment, so then both apply. But if we're dealing with a death penalty and a payment, uh, so then we'll say that you, the person would only receive the death penalty; they wouldn't have to pay again, unless we're talking about a knas." If you're dealing with a fine, which is above and beyond just paying for damages, so then the mayor agrees that both would apply. Which means that uh, in the cases that in the cases that we're talking about, meaning our mishnah, our mishnah is discussing a fine about paying the fifty shekel for um, either having a relationship with uh, a, a mutual relationship or ha- or raping a girl between the ages of twelve and twelve and a half. Or if we're dealing with the knas, the fine of paying four or five times the amount for the animal um, that you stole and then you slaughtered. Uh, so in both of those cases, the person will receive both punishments, um, including including the fine. Okay. The Gemara now says that Rabbah, the Rabbah is the one who gave this explanation for a mayor. The mayor agrees in a case. Uh, mayor basically says as, fo- uh, as follows. If we're dealing with the case of the death penalty, so if the monetary obligation is to pay back for damages, so then there's an exemption on the damages. However, if the payment is to is a fine above and beyond the damages, so then he would in fact have to pay that fine. So the Latame. So we we find elsewhere that Rabbah has a statement that in fact proves both points. Both points. What are the two points? One is that Ramira holds that if there's a death penalty and a regular obligation to pay back for damages that there is an exemption and the second point is that in a case where it's a kanas where there's a fine so then you would have to pay the fine above and beyond just the death penalty so what what where did rabba say this is the amar rabba rabba says as follows interesting case here so let's say a person a person steals a goat before shabbos so they steal a goat before shabbos and then they slaughter the goat on Shabbos, Shabbos. So you st- uh, the person steals it before Shabbos, so they have to pay back that which they stole. That's the regular amount, and, and nothing else happened. There is no concept of Kimle Bajabune. It was one action which le- leads to one punishment of paying back. Then what happens on Shabbos, the same person slaughters the animal. So slaughtering on Shabbos is uh, deserving of the death penalty. Right? Um, and at the same time, there should be the obligation to pay four or five times the amount of that which he stole because he's, he's doing this action of, of, of stealing and then slaughtering this animal. So Rabbah says he's obligated in both. He deserves the death penalty and he has to pay. And, and he has to pay for four or five times the amount. So this is exactly 
like Rav Meir. Um, this is exactly like Rav Meir, who says that in the case of a fine, this is talking about a fine, both would apply. You would the person would get the death penalty and would have to pay four or five times the amount. Okay. Uh, what about the second case? The second case is The second case is let's say the person stole on Shabbos itself. The person steals on Shabbos and on Shabbos the person also slaughters the animal. So when the person steals on Shabbos, so what happens? Both things are happening at once. When the person steals, it's unclear exactly what the case is where the, the prohibition for Shabbos takes place at the same exact time uh, when a person is stealing. This is something that we've addressed a couple of weeks ago where you have to come up with some sort of scenario where at the exact same time when the person is stealing it, Rashi sort of says that uh, the animal is, is tied up um, and, and you're sort of uh, taking, the, taking the animal out, you're picking up the animal um, and so at the same time that you're taking it out into a different area, meaning from the, from the private domain to the public domain, which would be a violation of Shabbos, at that very same time, you're also stealing the animal. So that's called Kimle B'zirab. I mean, eh? It's the violation of Shabbos, which is a, a punishment, which it's a, an Avera, a sin, which is deserving of the death penalty. At the same time, there's an obligation to pay back, to pay back that which one stole. So in that case, Rav Meir says, Kimle does apply. You have to pay back that which you stole. Is it a fine? No, it is not a fine. You have to pay back that which you stole. And so therefore, at the moment which the person stole, they are not obligated to pay back that which they stole because it happened at the same time as the violation of Shabbos. All they get is the death penalty. So that's the other point of Rav Meir. And if we're not dealing with a fine, so then the person does not have to pay. But then the Gemara gives it one step further. And then if afterwards, let's say after the scenario where the person does not have to pay, um, pay, pay back that which he stole because he's deserving of the death penalty. If afterwards the person then shechs, slaughters the animal, so in a regular case, the person would have to pay four or five times the amount. The question is, now that he slaughtered the animal, should he at least have to pay something? Maybe three or four times the amount? Maybe he should have to pay something? Uh, so to that, the Gemara says, no. No, since the person doesn't have to pay the actual animal, the actual amount that, that he stole because of Kim Lay, there's an exemption there because of Kim Lay, so everything else also uh, falls, falls, falls away. Everything else also no longer applies. The whole, pro, the whole fine of four or five times the amount is based on the fact that the person is already paying the regular amount. The regular amount he's not paying in this case. In this case, he's not paying the regular amount because of Kimlay. So since he's not paying the regular amount because of Kimlay, so therefore also he doesn't have to pay uh, the fine of four or five times the amount. But in the end of the day, from both of these cases, we see, we see both principles of Rameyer. Number one is that when there's a fine, the fine does apply even though he's deserving the death penalty. And number two is that when there is no fine, so then uh, there, there, Kimlay does apply. And there's only the death penalty, and he doesn't, and he doesn't have to pay back just the regular damages. Okay, that's Rabba's first first statement. It's just important to note that even though Rab is the one who says this, there's a discussion amongst the commentators. Does he actually agree to Rav Meir, or is he just stating these statements, uh, at saying this is what Rav Meir would hold? But I don't necessarily agree to Rav Meir. But this is how Rav Meir would analyze and and paskin and rule in these situations. But now we have another statement from Rabbah, a very similar situation. The Amar Rabbah, Rabbah also says as follows. What happens if we have the following case? Not where a person does something where the punishment 
is that they're, de- they're deserving of the death penalty, but a new form of Kim Lebedarabimine. It's not that they're deserving of a punishment of the death penalty, but they are deserving at this point in time, there's, somebody has, the, or, or multiple people have the right to kill this person. What are we talking about? When, when does a person at, in, a, in a temporary point in time have the ability to kill somebody? Well, we know that there's a p- principle of that if somebody's coming to attack me, I'm allowed to defend myself. Not only am I allowed to my defend myself, but if there's an outsider and they see that that person's attacking me, they could save my life and kill the rodif, the one who is doing the pursuer, the one who's attacking. So similarly, when a person is stealing through a tunnel, they're going through the tunnel in somebody's home. This is a, these are topics found in a different tractate, fascinating topics, where if a person is going through the tunnel, there's an assumption that the person is not just coming to steal, but the person knows that if uh, if there's somebody that's home, so then they're going to have to attack. They're in attack mode um, because, and therefore, they're they're going to attack the homeowner because the homeowner knows that anybody who's trying to not just through broad daylight, but through the tunnel, through the back door, they're trying to get in. So then the homeowner has the right to defend him or herself. They have the right to defend themselves. And so therefore, they have the right to uh, kill the intruder. They have the right to kill the intruder. So at this point in time, it's not necessarily that he, this intruder is deserving of the death penalty. He didn't do necessarily an action that's deserving of the death penalty. But what did he do is that he put himself in a situation where... He is deserving of death, at least at that point in time. So now, in that case, there's also principle of Kim Leif. At that point in time where somebody could kill him, he also steals something, so then maybe he's exempt from paying back. Um, even though it's not deserving of the death penalty in the future, but at this point in time, he's deserving of death. So what's the case? Amar Rabbah. Rabbah has two cases. Let's say case number one is that a person steals a goat. And then afterwards... He slaughters the animal as he's in the tunnel. He's not in the tunnel when he steals it. Uh, wherever he is, it's in broad daylight when he stole it. But he's in the tunnel of the person's home, slaughtering it. So at that point in time, the homeowner has the uh, right uh, to, to kill the intruder. So at that very moment, that's also when he's obligated to pay generally four or five times the amount because he's slaughtering that which he stole. So we say, Chayev, he does have to pay. Why? Moving on to 34b2. Basically, it's the same case as the case of Shabbos. When the person stole, there was no Kimlay. He stole, he's obligated to pay back. Now that there's Kimlay, there's a situation where he does an action which is uh, during a time when he's deserving of the death penalty or, or somebody could kill him. At that very moment, he does an action where he's obligated to pay a fine. Rav Meir says, you pay the fine. You do pay the fine. Even though at that moment he's, he's deserving of death, but you pay the fine. That's case number one. Case number two is Gana Vitavach Bamachteris Pat Gana Vitav Machteris Patter Shimin Gneva in Tvichave Mechira. However, if one stole in the tunnel and then slaughtered also, so then there's an exemption. Why? Because at the point in time when one stole, there's Kim Lebadrabina. At that point in time he's in the tunnel, and therefore he's deserving of somebody somebody could kill him. He's not deserving of the death penalty moving forward, but somebody could kill him at that point in time. Since somebody could kill him at that point in time out of concern that uh, they're going to be attacked by the intruder, uh, so that's when the person is stealing. Therefore, says Rav Meir, this is not a case of a kanas, of a fine. This is about paying back the regular amount. Here, there's an exemption of Kimle. Here, Kimle applies, and therefore there's an exemption to pay back uh, the amount. Once there's an exemption to pay back the amount, even if he slaughters it afterwards, 
uh, he's not obligated to pay four or five times the amount because the obligation to pay four or five times the amount is based off of the obligation to pay just the amount that he stole. Since that doesn't apply because of Kim Lesa, so too he doesn't have to pay four or five times the amount. The Gemara now wants to know, why do we need both cases? What are the both cases? We have the case of Shabbos, and we have the case of where a person is in a tunnel. Both cases are both cases where uh, the person is deserving of the death penalty, either because as a punishment, or at that very moment, the person is deserving of the death penalty. But either way, it's the same exact case. So why do we have to have both? So we're going to read the Gemara based on an analysis of Tosos, one of the classic commentators on the page. Vitzricha, we need both cases. Essentially as follows. You might have thought that what's the case that the person is obligated according to a marriage to pay for the fine? That's only the case where he has done, he's deserving of the death penalty for a very severe form of the death penalty, such as Shabbos, where it's a punishment which can be punished forever. In that case where the punishment can be punished forever and he did something terribly wrong, he should also pay the knas. He should also pay the fine. Um, meaning in a case where, let's say, the person stole before Shabbos and now he slaughters it on Shabbos, both the violation of Shabbos and the obligation to pay of four or five times the amount happens at the same time. In that case, you should pay, says Rav Meir. That's what we would have thought. Because there... The, the death penalty is so severe that we're going to say, you know what, also pay the, the fine. But in a case like the Mahteris in the tunnel where it's not so severe because it's not going to last forever, so then maybe not, maybe we would say, you don't pay the fine. And so too, vice versa. Maybe being in the tunnel is more, is, is more severe. Why? Because when you're in the tunnel, when the person's in the tunnel, the intruder's in the tunnel... So then, a person, the homeowner is allowed to kill him without warning. You don't need any warning for Shabbos to be to be deserving the death penalty on Shabbos. A person needs to be warned by two witnesses. When it comes to the intruder, they don't need to be warned. So you might have thought that the obligation for a mayor to pay the fine only exists when it's so stringent, when the death penalty is so stringent. Like when it comes to the tunnel, where the, it doesn't require a warning. And only in that case, where it's so severe, we're going to say, you know what, tag along, also pay the fine. But where it's not so severe, we would say not. Like Shabbos is not so severe because uh, you need a warning. Tzricha, that's why we need both cases of Rabbah. We need both cases of Rabbah to tell you you that in both cases, the fine uh, still applies according to Romero. In all cases, the fine continues to apply. If it's not a case of a fine, so then Kimle would apply, and therefore there would be an exemption from regular damages. Okay, in the end of the day, we concluded uh, this part of Rabbah to say that the Mishnayas really do go like Rav Meir, um, and there's an exception, even though in general, Kimle does apply when it comes to the death penalty and, and money, but when it's a kanas, when it's a fine, so then both punishments uh, take place, and Kimle does not apply in that situation.